Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm John Hare, and you found the place where we talk about horses. Today, we're going to be talking about a children's summer reading program. We have with us the creator of the program, Ray Rankin. She's an accomplished author with a deep love of writing and reading. Ray's passions for storytelling has garnered her multiple accolades, including recognition from the Equus Film and Arts Festival. And in 2019, her book, Cowgirl Lessons, was honored as the best children's book in the USA, while Cowboy Christmas received the same recognition for best children's holiday book. In 2020, Ray's Cowgirl and the Ghost Horse earned her the title of Best Children's Short Story at the Equus Film and Arts Festival. And later, she won a prestigious Purple Dragonfly Book Award in 2021. She sees the need for a children's reading program, and so she started WeReadHorseBooks.com. I'm pleased to welcome Ray Rankin to the Woe Podcast. Good afternoon, Ray. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having us. Uh, Thanks for being here. Can you begin by telling us a little bit about the goals and the objectives of your summer reading program? The main thing is we wanted to create a program that focuses, A, on horse books and to encourage kids to be reading over the summer. And there's a lot of different summer programs out there but they're more general. And there's a lot of kids who love horse books that don't know how to find them or have hard times finding them. So we wanted to bring together horse book authors, give the kids an opportunity to do some fun things over the summer and obviously read more horse books. Yeah. And in your opinion, what role does reading play in a children's overall educational development, especially during the summer months? Well, it's kind of interesting. You read, or I've been reading a lot of different studies on summer reading programs and their importance. And what they find out is that that portion of the summer, kids are losing valuable skills. They're losing reading skills. They're losing math skills. When they start studying children who have actually participated in programs like this, they find that their reading skills are increased, their confidence for reading is becoming much broader, Mm -hmm. and teachers are typically not having to do as much reteaching of material Hmm. the next year. That's very important. Yeah, it's extremely important. One study that I read was talking about the number of words that kids learn through the years just by reading and I calculated and it's out and it's something like they can learn like just over the summer 3,000 new words and so I think it's a critical bridge between school years. Right. It is. You know it sounds really important. So what are some of the specific activities that are part of your summer reading program? We have two different what we call reading logs. We have the main one that kind of is more focused for younger children reading. And then this year we did an optional one that's a, a it's an alphabet challenge. So it's more of read a book title that starts with a certain letter. And that's more geared to your young adult readers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And basically what we do on the reading log is we provide a list of 25 fun activities for kids to do. This is like things like visit your local library, go to a bookstore. If you don't have a bookstore or library near you, find a little free public library. Write a letter to your favorite author. Read a participating author's book. So things like that where they can do activities that are related to reading, but not necessarily all reading. And one is build a blanket fort and read your book, you know, so it's trying to make it fun. Right. What inspired you to start this summer reading program? I have always loved the library. I grew up in a small town in Northern California, and the library really was my haven during the summer months. And I, of course, participated in their summer reading programs. And now as I'm older, I do have a daughter that's about to graduate and go to college. But we started talking last year, especially about how we can marry getting books into kids' hands, how we can find more connection to equestrian books, because I get parents all the time asking me, because I write illustrated children's books. I get parents ask me all the time, can you suggest one that is a higher reading level? So we started playing around with some ideas and I bounced some off of my author friends and said, hey, what do you think about doing this, this like a summer reading program? And like I said before, they all jumped on board and said, we're in. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And so then I started doing more research to figure out ways that we can promote literacy and get people involved and to do this all because we authors don't have a ton of marketing money, but how can we make this work for everybody? Right, right. And just to, to go back a little bit here, is this program for kids of all ages? Or are you targeting a specific age group? We really want kids of all ages to participate. If you're, you have a toddler and they love you to read them books, which is very, very critical in the development of reading skills and literacy is for parents to read to their children. We all, probably, I'm sure we've all seen those studies, but we encourage you to read these books with your kids and complete the form, you know, your toddlers, your early readers, your middle grade readers, and your young adult. And we have authors participating that run that entire gamut of books. We really are are targeted on kids overall. And because I'm a little bit unfamiliar with this, do you have particular books for particular age groups? Do you set out reading lists for toddlers, for kids five to eight, perhaps eight to 12, and then young adults? Yes. So on our website, which is wereadhorsebooks.com, mm -hmm. we have a section that says, right at the top in the menu, it says books. And when you click on that menu item, you'll see a drop down and it will show you picture books, middle grade books, young adult books. And we even have some nonfiction on there, Okay, including two great art books. So if your kids love art, that is a perfect opportunity to do some horsey art. Yes, we so we have them separated out. All these books are participating author books. Um, we're going to do a fun thing this summer where... We're going to share some social media where it's, if you like this book, read this book and do some things like that this summer. So yeah. to really encourage kids to explore. And then 
I'm in the draft process, but I'm also putting together another resource that is books like, for example, Walter Farley's The Black Stallion Books, the Blaze, uh, Billy and Blaze books. So that some of these authors that are no longer with us but have fantastic books, there's a resource for that. Right, right. So you have 10 authors now participating. So we are at 21 right now. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And this is your first year, right? Uh, this is our second year. Our second first year, year we okay. had 10. Okay. This year we're up to 21. I have authors from the U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the U.K. right now. Very cool. And how do you pick your authors? A lot of them are people that I've met throughout the years I've been writing and also some of their recommendations. So some of it's like I Googled certain just like horse book authors to see who's out there that I haven't met and I've kind of tapped them. I do commit to reading at least one book by every author that is participating so I know what the books are like and it's been fantastic. That's great. We've had Sam Finden on the podcast before. Do you have any of his books on the list? I don't, but that's a great name for me to add to my list and go check out. Yes. His books are geared a little bit more to the young adult audience, but his name is Finden, F-I-N-D-E-N. One question I have is you mentioned earlier one of your activities was to send the young readers into a library or a bookstore or some place to find their books. That can be kind of an intimidating task this day and age. Libraries are much more complicated than than my day, where you just go up to the librarian at the front desk and say, point me to the horse books. Do you have any, any ways of assisting people about how they go about doing that? I don't, but that's actually a very good suggestion. I think I will create a resource and how to find your horse books at your local library, especially a lot of these libraries, like the ones around me, have children's librarians, which are a fantastic resource. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Ray, what are your plans for expanding and growing the program in the upcoming years? I think one of the biggest things that I could see value is if we could bring on a couple sponsors at some point, because I would like to have the kids be able to track their reading online. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely programs I've done the investigation into it, but they do have a, a cost to them. And I'm trying to keep this. So obviously the kids can participate free. But I'm also trying to help the authors by not saying, oh, hey, to participate, it's going to cost you $100, $200, $500, whatever. So I would like to potentially see some sponsorship come into the program. And then we could also provide more for the actual participants if we do that. So that's where I see some real growth. The other thing is getting libraries on board as well and did contact uh, several local like tax shops and how can we get them involved so that we're driving people that are horsey people to their locations so that they're we can expand that way Um, so lots of ideas (laughs) yeah yeah there's a you know it seems like a wide open market do you encourage the kids to read actual books or is it okay if they screen read a book? We encourage you to read any way you can. Physical book, an e-book. I know a lot of parents are like, oh gosh, we don't want our kids reading graphic novels. 
there are some fantastic horse book graphic novels. I just finished one called Horse Trouble. That author is not on our, our list yet, but I'm after her. And kids actually learn more difficult words, believe it or not, in graphic novels and comics than they do in a standard book. There's been studies that show that the words that are used in comics and graphic novels are actually more complicated and complex than your standard book. Wow. I think that's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. That's fascinating, yes. And are there any specific genres or themes that you focus your program on? We have pretty much all genres where it's related to horses. Mm-hmm. I think there's there tends to be a lot more towards jumping in English disciplines. We do have one author, Ann Hunter. She writes about the thoroughbred horse racing. We do have M.D. Ford, who writes about picture books about rodeo and kids' rodeo, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then mine are much more like, well, my main character is a Western dressage writer. but So they're just mainly kids getting started in taking lessons. So it's across the board. So if kids want to participate, can they do this on their own? They generally need a parent's encouragement to help them initiate the program. Yeah, we definitely encourage parent participation, especially because we're dealing with the internet. I think it's very important for parents to be involved, um, especially with the younger kids. But they can download a reading log. Parents can download the reading log on our website or any of our participating authors have them. And then they can register their participation on our website. And then at the end, they turn their reading log in. And we have a drawing for books and other prizes from all the authors. Oh, that's very cool. So technically, a person could download the reading article and not register. Or if they wanted to follow along and and see how other people are doing, they would register on your website and then turn their reading log in. Is there a time limit on when they turn it in? Yeah, it, the program officially kicks off June 1st, and okay. it is. we need all the reading logs turned back in by September 1st. Uh-huh. They can email that to us. Email is on the website, or I can give it to you. They can post it to our, one of our social media sites. And eventually, I have not linked it up yet, they'll be able to upload it onto our website. So there'll be three ways they can turn it in. Oh, very cool. And if authors want to get involved in your summer reading program, how do they go about doing that? Well, they can go to our website. As we mentioned before, wereadhorsebooks.com. There is a link that says participating authors, and it talks about the program and how to get involved. It's pretty simple. It's a form. They just have to commit to being willing to share the information in their social media, at events, and things like that. And then I get them on the the website and we share away. (laughs) That sounds great. I remember as a young boy, my mom had us read at least one book every two weeks. And so we could do anything we wanted in the summertime, but we had to find a book and read it. And, And it was nice. She didn't care what kind of book we read. But this is a nice focus of getting kids involved in the horse industry and creating future horsemen and people that really love and are interested in horses. Yes. 
And there's some fantastic programs around. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Stockhands Reads with Horses. And then I know the Arabian Horse Association. My daughter rode on the Arabian circuit here for the last five or six years. Mm -hmm. They have programs where kids can go into barns and read to the horses. And there's programs like that all over the U.S. I can't say for sure international because I've not heard of international ones, but they can increase their reading skills by doing things like that. Oh, that's awesome. Is that on your activities list? It is on the activities list. It's read to a horse or a pet. These programs, for instance, one I know is down in Southern California is the Arabian one, and then Stockhands is back in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And are there any other programs like that that might be used as resources? Yes. I will actually put some links on my website so people can go there and find some reading programs that they can go to and read with their horses. Awesome. Well, I think it's a really important thing to get kids, one, to do something productive over the summertime, and two, to encourage them to read. And we could always use smarter kids growing up, and I think this is a good way to do it. Yeah, and they they say, you know, kids are more likely to finish a book that they've picked out themselves and more likely to finish it if it's something that they enjoy. So if you've got a horse-loving kid, this is a great opportunity. Awesome. And if people want to find out more, where shall we send them? Send them to the website. It's www.wereadhorsebooks.com. Perfect. I'll have those in the show notes on the episode page at wopodcast.com. Well, thanks, Ray, for joining us on the show today and spreading the words about your summer reading program. Thank you so much for having us. I really do appreciate it. That will do it for this episode. Thanks to Ray Rankin for graciously sharing her time and expertise with us. We greatly appreciate her dedication to promoting literacy through her website, WeReadHorseBooks.com, which offers a valuable summer program for kids. You can find the link to her website and contact information on WoePodcast.com. As always, we encourage our listeners to contribute to the show by sharing their horse-related stories and experiences or suggesting guests. Simply send an email to john at wopodcast.com or connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under the name Podcast. I love hearing from you. Thanks once again for tuning in and for sharing the podcast with your friends and writing buddies. Your support means a lot to us. Until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.